the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. I'm seeing myself in a sober way, I'm able to look at my life and evaluate my life in a way that is clear, in a way that is accurate, in a way that is honest, and in a way that is truthful. Sometimes, dear ones, we, when, when you hear me or hear others talk about you need to look at yourself and evaluate yourself, many of us, dear ones, we evaluate ourselves in ways that are not truthful. This is not truthful. I always do that. Or I never do that. Stop lying. It ain't truthful. Amen. That's not truthful. Tell you're saying the devil. Amen. When you start using words like always and never, you, you're lying. Because so, so, so dear ones, when, when I evaluate myself and I look at my life in a way that is accurate and truthful and honest, then I begin to realize there are a multiplicity of areas in my own life that if I am not mindful and sober... I can fall victim to the enemy's lies. I can fall victim to the enemy's attacks. And so when I am looking at myself and looking at my life in a way that is sober, clear, honest, accurate, truthful, I need to begin to take into account such areas as how I see myself. How do I see myself? Am I looking at my life and looking at myself and evaluating such things as my true strengths? And my true abilities, not exaggerated abilities or imagined abilities or inflated abilities or hope for ability. You know, sometimes sometimes we look at our strengths and our abilities and we exaggerate on them. You know, oh, I can do that. I I, I work with people like this. You talk about, well, well, can somebody do this? Oh, I can do that. You ain't never tried that in a day in your life, but you say you can do it. You're an expert in it. You know, so we exaggerate about our abilities. We exaggerate about our capabilities. We, 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 we imagine certain things. I was thinking about trying that. I was thinking about, well, that's thinking about. You ain't never did it. 
And so we imagine, we exaggerate, we inflate our abilities. But dear ones, when I am looking at my life in a sober way, I'm looking at my true strengths, those things that I know God has given to me, those things that I know God has placed within me, those things that I know that God has given me a measure of ability and skill in, my true strengths, my true abilities. Each one of us has something that God has placed in you for you to use for his glory and his honor. God has given you these things. God has given you that voice or that skill or that capability. God gave that to you. That is a true strength, a true ability that you have. But you need to look at it in a sober way. Lord have mercy. But I'm also looking at my true, my real weaknesses and shortcomings. I'm looking at my life and saying, you know what? I may be strong in this area, but I'm, I fall short in that area. I, I, I'm weak in this area. I'm, I'm not as strong as I would hope to be in that area. In some areas, dear ones, I'm just, I just fall short every time. And so I'm honest about these things. I'm truthful about these things. I'm not exaggerating about them. The scripture does say, let the weak say, I am strong. The Bible does say that. It absolutely does. But guess what? In order for the weak to say, I'm strong, you first have to admit that you're weak. You first have to acknowledge, I'm weak in that area. And my strength will come from the Lord. But I've got to realize my strength has to come from the Lord because I'm weak in that area. So I am looking at my life in a sober way. I'm evaluating myself, but I'm also looking in a sober way and taking into account how I see others. How do you view other people? How do you see other people? Do you see them in a way that expresses kindness or do you see them in a way that expresses impatience? Do you see them in a way that expresses love towards them or do you see them in a way that expresses frustration with them? How do you see other people? But also, dear ones, when I'm being sober, I am also being able at that time to see how I look at my circumstances. How am I evaluating my circumstances? Am I looking at my circumstances in a way that is hopeful or hopeless? Am I looking at my circumstances in a way that is imagined or accurate? How am I evaluating my circumstances? But then also I need to look at, in a sober way, how I see and interpret my options in those circumstances. Sometimes we look at our situations and we look at the options that we have. And for many of us, dear ones, we get tunnel vision because we see no option. Or for others of us, we see all kinds of options that are just not realistic. You can't do that. that you can't, you, let me take that back. You can't do that and stay in God's will. Y'all ain't praying with me. You can do that, but not stay in God's will and do that. And so we look at our options, but we need to look sober. The enemy will give you all kinds of options. He'll give you a plethora of options. But a lot of those options take you outside of God's will for you. And so I have to look soberly at what my options are that will allow me to remain within the bounds of God's will. And then the last thing that I'm moving on, dear ones, is I need to look in a sober way concerning how I see, how I view, and how I relate to the Lord himself. Am I seeing the Lord for who he says he is according to his word? Or am I seeing him in a way that is false or inaccurate or misinformed? 
Am I, am I imagining things about God? Am I making things up? Am I, am I looking, at the, looking at the word of God and kind of reading into it how I believe the Lord is? Or am I allowing the word of God just to speak to me and tell me who God is and how God is? And dear ones, many times and in many of the situations that the devil brings to us to tempt us and lure us with, dear ones, just being able to see things in a way that is sober, that is clear, that is accurate, that is truthful, will help us tremendously to be able to stay in the victor category and stay out of the victim column. Just being able to see things in a sober way. Dear ones, I cannot, I, I, well, tell the truth, Shane, the devil. I, let, me, let me be on, let me be real now. Just, last, just this week, just this week, I had, Lord have mercy, at least 10 times where the enemy came trying to, trying to, you know, this and that and all the other stuff. And it was looking at things in a sober way. Looking at things with a sober mind. Looking at the options that were being presented to me in a way that was sober, realizing those may be options, but every single one of them takes me outside of God's will. Every single one of them takes me outside of God's will. So it's no. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Dear ones, just doing that will help you to stay in the victor category and out of the victim column. The options are there. The devil will give you all kinds of options. But which ones allow you to stay within the bounds of God's will for you and what he has ordained for your life? And so, dear ones, the first thing that Peter says is I need to be, I need to stay in a constant state of readiness. And I need to be sober in my thinking. Sober. I need to be clear. I need to be honest and truthful and accurate. But this state of readiness that Peter is encouraging me to have, it also needs to include me being vigilant. Because notice the text. He says, be sober, be vigilant. So it needs to include my being vigilant. Now, the word vigilant that is used here, dear ones, it comes from a Greek word that means to be or to keep awake. To be awake or to keep awake. And some of the newer translations of the, of the Bible, like the NIV, it reads what Peter is saying here, and it tells us to be or to keep alert. And so Peter is talking about staying awake, keeping awake, being alert. Now, dear ones, we need to keep in mind that this advice and encouragement that is coming to us is coming from someone who knows what it is and knows what it is like and knows what can happen when you allow yourself to fall asleep at critical times. Peter is someone who knows from experience what it is like and what can happen when you allow yourself to fall asleep at critical times. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. 
We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work. But in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on the station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax deductible and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. So it needs to include my being vigilant. Now the word vigilant that is used here, dear ones, it comes from a Greek word that means to be or to keep awake. To be awake or to keep awake. And some of the newer translations of the, of the Bible, like the NIV, it reads what Peter is saying here, and it tells us to be or to keep alert. And so Peter is talking about staying awake, keeping awake, being alert. Now, dear ones, we need to keep in mind that this advice and encouragement that is coming to us is coming from someone who knows what it is and knows what it is like and knows what can happen when you allow yourself to fall asleep at critical times. Peter is someone who knows from experience what it is like and what can happen when you allow yourself to fall asleep at critical times. Because, dear ones, hold your finger here in Peter, 1 Peter, and let's all turn to Matthew 26. Matthew 26. Notice what we're told there. So I'm going to start reading at verse 36 of Matthew 26. Notice what we're told there. It says, Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter... And the two sons of Zebedee, which are James and John, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then said he unto them, then said Jesus unto them, my soul is exceeding sorrowful even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not, not as I will, but as you will. And now notice what we're told in verse 40. And he comes to the disciples and finds them asleep and says unto Peter, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And he went away again the second time and prayed, saying, oh, my father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. Verse, here we go. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. Now, dear ones, at this particular time, we see the Lord Jesus taking Peter along with James and John with him to the Garden of Gethsemane, where he prays just prior to his upcoming arrest. So Jesus is, is taking Peter and James and John, and he's saying, come on, you guys, let's go. And he takes them to the Garden of Gethsemane. 
The garden of Gethsemane, dear ones, in the Hebrew, Gethsemane means the place of pressing. It, it was a place where they pressed olives. They, they made olive oil there. So they pressed the olives. They crushed the olives to get the oil out of the olives. It is the place of pressing. It is the place of crushing. Jesus is going to the garden of Gethsemane because he is being crushed with the weight of knowing that he is about to go to Calvary. And so he says, I need y'all to pray with me. Come with me. I need some people. I need some prayer warriors. I need some intercessors. I need some people to hold me up in prayer. Peter, James, John, come with me. And so he takes them with him. And as he's going to get good, as he's going to the Garden of Gethsemane, as he gets there, the weight of the situation begins to really press down upon him. The weight of the circumstances begin to really bear down upon him. That's why the scripture says he became very sorrowful. And he tells them, okay, you guys, you've come with me far enough. You've come with me as far as you can. From this point forward, I need to go and do this on my own. Between This is between me and my father. But right now, what I need for you guys to do for me is tarry here with me and pray for me. Tarry here with me and pray for me. Now, Jesus didn't go 10 miles down the road from that point. He went at least to a distance that was away where they couldn't hear him, but they could still see him. And so Jesus, they're going and Jesus is going. And all of a sudden, Peter and James and John, they're like, okay, there he goes. Okay, okay. I'm sleepy. (laughs) I'm getting tired. They start to walk. Oh, man. It's been a long day. Okay, okay. James, John, you keep watch. I'm just going to close my eyes for just a few minutes. I just want to catch a few winks, you know. And, 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 and so J- Peter goes, and all of a sudden, James is getting tired, too. He says, well, John, you watch. And, and John's looking at James like, I'm, I'm ready to fall asleep, too. I don't know. And so before you know it, all three of them are sleeping. And so Jesus goes and prays and comes back and finds them all three asleep. And so Peter knows from experience what can happen when you allow yourself to fall asleep at critical times fall asleep at critical junctures. And so, dear ones, when we, and so when we look at Peter and he tells us here in 1 Peter 5 to be vigilant, to stay awake, to stay alert, dear ones, he's speaking to us from experience because he knows personally what can happen and what, is, what it is like when you allow yourselves to become sleepy and unattentive. Peter knows from experience the danger, the damage that can happen. When you allow yourself to become sleepy and unattentive. And dear ones, as I said earlier, we're in a spiritual war. We're in a spiritual battle. And there are many, many, many of the saints of God who have become sleepy and unattentive. You can tell you're sleepy. You can tell you're unattentive. You can tell you're not paying attention. It's showing in your life. It's showing in your conduct. I'm hearing it in your words. You're not paying attention. You've become sleepy. Dear ones, we are living in a day and time. And, and, and as I said, Peter is talking from experience because he knows what can happen when you allow the devil to lull you into a sense of overconfidence and into a sense of unconcern. The enemy is a master of lulling people into a sense of overconfidence. I ain't got to worry about that. I'm a child of God. 
I ain't got to be concerned about that. I get the, the, I'm a child of God. So, so there's a whole bunch of stuff that we're not being, we're, we have no concern over anymore because we're children of God. And yet the word of God says, be vigilant, be sober concerning these areas because you are a child of God. Peter knows from personal experience what can happen when you do not stay awake, stay awake and aware of the many traps, the many pitfalls, and the many spiritual landmines that Satan has set in your path. Satan has set a multiplicity of landmines in each and every one of our, our paths. Those landmines are there. And dear ones, the thing about it is the devil knows exactly what type of landmines to put on your path. Because he is not omniscient. He is not like the Lord. He does not know everything. God knows everything. God is omniscient. He is all-knowing. He knows everything about you. He knows your past, your present, and your future intimately. The devil is not like that. What the devil is, though, is he is a master student of human nature. And he has watched you. And he has taken notes concerning you. And he knows your tendencies, your habits, your likes, your dislikes. And so the devil is not going to put in my path, he's not going to put any spiritual landmines that involve lima beans. Because he knows Michael hates lima beans. He, he, will, he will dodge that every time. But you put some chocolate in the way. You put a chocolate landmine in the way. Oh, Lord, have mercy. This is that dark chocolate with nuts in it. Lord, he'll, he'll go to it every time. He'll, just, he'll just, just walk over that thing every time. The devil knows what kind of landmines to put in your path. If he knows you like clothes, guess what? If he knows you like women, guess what? If he knows you like cars, guess what? He knows the kind of landmine to put in your path. And we have allowed him to lull us into a sense of, overcon- of being overconfident. I ain't got to worry about that. I'll, I'll just be able to walk over that landmine and have nothing happen because I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You walk over that landmine and watch what happens. Walk over it. The story is told. I'm, say, I'm saying this and I'll be done. The story is told of a man who was trying to hire a chauffeur driver. He was trying to hire a chauffeur driver. And he, he said, okay, there was three candidates that came. And he said, okay, you, you three want to be my chauffeur driver. All right, let, let's, let's go for a drive. And as the, chauffeur, as the, as the first person is driving the, 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 the man in, the, in his, his limousine, he said they, they came to a cliff and had a sharp turn, a wide, sharp turn. And the man said, I want to see how close you can come to that curve, that turn, that, that drop off and not go over it. So the first man said, all right, I'm, I'm up for this. So he, 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 he revved up the engine and he's going down the road and he started driving and he turned the thing real hard. The wheels are screeching and he's, and he's just turning and he got within that far of the ledge without allowing that limousine to go over. And he pulled over and he slammed on the brakes and he says, how is that? Looks in the back and says, how is that? He says, all right, that, that's good, that's good, that's good. Just, just wait here, wait here. Drive me back. Like I said, back. drive me back and get out. Let the other person get in. So he drives him back. The second person gets in. Does the same thing with that guy. Driving down the road, how close can you get to that ledge without going over? So he's driving it, and he, dri- and, he and he does the same thing, but he goes even faster. And he just, and he turns the wheel real hard, and that man came within that far of that ledge and just drove, and he stops the race, and he looks at says, how is that? And the man says, okay, that's good, that's good too. Now drive me back and, and, and you know, let, the, let the third person get in. So the third driver gets in 
And he's driving the, driving the road, same path, same road that the other two drove. And the man says, okay, I want to see how close you can get to that ledge without going over it. And the third driver stops the car and says, sir, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. He said, because if you want me to be your limousine driver, my job is to make sure we don't come nowhere close to that ledge. Amen. Amen. And he says, all right, take me back. And then he goes back and all three of them are standing there. And he looks at all three of them and he says, the guy that said he wasn't going to do it, you're hired. Amen. You're hired. Amen. Because I don't need somebody that wants to see how close you can come to the edge before you fall. I want somebody who's going to stay clear away from the edge. That's what I want. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.